that's my secret cat. I'm always angry. <laughs> Run out of patience. On the roof! Hey everyone, Cap Captain, big fan, Spider-Man. Avengers! Assemble. Hello, Peter. Hello and welcome back to the Infinity Saga and Beyond, an MCU fan podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me today is Casey McGeorge. How are you, Casey? How, how's it going, everybody? It's going good. Going good. What a week it's been. Um, I started uh, to prepare for when Daredevil eventually enters the show. I've started rewatching the old Netflix Daredevil that's now on Disney Plus. So I'm on season two. Halfway through season two. So um yeah, I'm ready. I am ready. And uh we're not talking about Daredevil today though. We're gonna be talking about She Hulk episode six, Just Jen. And this episode was written by Kara Brown and directed by uh, Anu Valia. And it aired September 22nd, 2022 on Disney+. And the synopsis was, Jen is a bridesmaid in a friend's wedding, a stressful event compounded by uniquely She-Hulk issues. What was your initial thoughts on this one, Casey? Uh, I like this one. It was much better than uh, than last week's episode. Um, and last week's episode wasn't bad per se. It was probably just for me. It was the, the weakest of the episodes. Plus we, we, we've already talked about it enough. There was a guy I didn't like, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I, the one thing I continuously like is this episode, uh, this show tends to deal with normal people stuff more than any other show. Um, such as, hey, she gets invited to a wedding to be a bridesmaid. Um, and what, you know, the things that go along with that. Then you add into the fact of various things that happen that only She-Hulk would have to deal with that can compound, you know, what, what what's going on. But just the, uh, you know, even the B-plot was kind of, it was fun, it more but it was uh it was definitely something more of a realistic tone to it in some aspects such as hey there's a there's divorce proceedings that are going on and they're getting very contentious right yeah i agree i really like this episode you know it probably won't shock you but there was a lot of people upset with this episode online <laughs> because they felt like they were teased daredevil for this episode and then he didn't show up um, all the Look, leaks I've seen, know, if people don't, if people don't care about leaks, all the leaks I've seen is that's episode eight. So just put that out of your mind until episode eight. <laughs> in, in all fairness, in all fairness, that he might show up the last two and a half minutes of the last episode. Right. Like, right. I mean, uh, I like at the beginning too, and she's talking about how this is a standalone wedding episode and how it's inconvenient. Like most weddings are right. Like, uh, that, 
I thought that was very fun. And I still thought it actually had some bearing towards the overall plot, which is, as we'll get into it, but we, we kind of get a tease at the end here that um, whoever's in charge of the Wrecking Crew and trying to get her DNA have now got a new needle that maybe is a little bit more reinforced or they figured out how to puncture her and they're going to try again. And we'll, that's building off of that. And plus we got more Titania, which has kind of been the overall arc so far, uh, the overall villain. But uh, I thought this was a lot of fun and this may not surprise people as well, but I was a huge fan of the B plot and I actually think the B-plot was probably my favorite part of the episode once again, which is probably like three weeks in a row. <laughs> I don't know at this point. Uh, but Mr. Immortal, I thought, was a lot of fun. I really thought the char- the actor who played him was uh, a lot of fun. Um, he was also in Book of Boba Fett, by the way. Uh, but uh, So he's making the Disney Plus rounds recently. But I-, I thought he was a lot of fun. I thought that whole arc with him constantly like i thought it was unique right of he is somebody that can survive so he's kind of scamming these people when things get a little rough he's like you know what i'm out and they're not going to get anything from me because they think i'm dead and uh i'm not sure how much that works because there's never a body left so i'm not sure how that is working for some of these cases but i was able to overlook that and just have fun with it uh, I didn't have to overlook it, but like I said, it's also a situation like I talked about before where it's, uh, our laws really haven't caught up with superhuman abilities and things. Right. Because as I guess as he tries to explain at some point in there, but it never goes through, he technically is dead, even if it's for like, so like, okay, cutting ahead a little bit. When when he just gets frustrated with with uh, the, the lawyer and the paralegal, kind of talking and or kind of yelling at him, and I see it coming from a mile away, where it's like he's gonna jump out that window. Yeah, <laughs> and he does, and he takes a running start, and he jumps out the window, and crashes, hits a car. Like now, granted, he gets up and walks away, right? But. Most people that he see was that, legally even, dead. Yeah. Even even if you see him get up and walk away, you're probably thinking, "There's no way I'm seeing what I'm seeing right." Now. Right. So, you know, like I said, it's one of those, it's one of those situations where I believe our laws probably just haven't caught up with, uh, with with abilities, and they kind of need to. What I would also imagine, actually, I'm just thinking about this now is when he gets hit and he probably leaves some DNA at the scene that they test and realize it's their spouse or whatever. And uh, then it looks like a hit and run or somebody like disposed of the body or something, you know, like there's ways around that where like, it could be, you know, he got hit by traffic. They're like, Oh my God, where did the body go? But we have the DNA here. There's no way he survived that. And you know, they roll him his head. And if especially if it's like I said, if it's something like a bunch of people witness once again, I mean, you know, people are going to call in accident cop show up and then, okay, let's say there's 15 eyewitnesses that say this dude got up and walked away. Now, granted, now in the MCU during what's going on in their world, that might be more believable, but right, 
Right. Once again, under normal circumstances, like the police are probably thinking this guy's out of his mind. Like there's no way somebody got hit by an 18 wheeler and just got up and walked away like nothing happened. And I'm just, this is one thing I really liked about the show is just having these random, like, I, I wouldn't even say C-list villain, uh, villains and heroes. These are Z-list for some of these characters. Um, like, I think we're getting Frogman in a couple weeks. Uh, he was in the trailer. So, like, these are some very uh, obscure characters. We got the random Light Elf. Like, we're getting a whole bunch of stuff that's kind of filling in some of the world uh, here that I, I think is a lot of fun because look, Mr. Immortal was never getting uh, his own series or movie before he was inserted into this, right? Like, the, so, so some of these ways it's like, why hold on to some of these characters if you're not going to use them? Right. So, so be able to use them in some of these new ways, the way that they have. And I, I think that's been a lot of fun. Uh, but let's get to the A plot, and then we'll go back to the B plot, I think, here, is, um, you know, she's invited to her wedding. This is uh, her old friend Lulu, who was uh, played by, I'm trying to find her name again here, Patty Harrison, uh, who is in the Netflix uh, sketch comedy show, I Think You Should Leave, with Tim Robinson, if anybody's seen that. She's got a lot of uh, famous memes and characters based around her, so I've been constantly referencing those on Twitter. But uh, I-, I thought she was a lot of fun in an annoying sense. Like, this is... I'm sure you were annoyed, Casey, by this character. But... <laughs> I, you, you know what really annoyed me, and I never had to deal with it? Uh-huh. Okay. She gets... She gets what what is eventually turns out to be the wedding invite in the mail. Yeah. First, she opens the box and a little explosion and the damn mm-hmm. glitter po- goes all over the place. And then she opens up the envelope and then there's more glitter that goes all over the place. Like, Jen has to be really in control of her emotions because oh, yeah. that should have caused her to hulk out. <laughs> Two years... Eight months and six days from now, she'll still be finding glitter yeah. in her house. Well, you know what's funny is there's times where, like, well, I don't even know the last time I was around glitter, but there'll be times where my wife will be like, Jordan, you got glitter on your face. And I'm like, I don't even know how that would happen, right? And she's like, jokingly, like, would you go to a strip club? And I'm like, no. like, <laughs> But it's like, when was the last time I was around glitter, right? So, yes, you'll find it forever. Um, she'll never, she'll never lose the glitter. She'll need Ant-Man to go there, shrink down, and make sure he gets all the glitter. As long as she lives in that apartment, there will be, be glitter. And has that couch and table, there will be glitter somewhere roaming around. Um, I, I, uh, she really didn't annoy me per se, but I did enjoy the aspect of Jen uh, going to a wedding, and I was like, "Ooh, this this seems fun," and it 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 does kind of seem, you know, like weddings would come at really weird times. Also, uh, unless you're going away for like you know traveling for the honeymoon, like she said, who the hell has a wedding on a Thursday? All right. 
Yeah, uh, that is a rough day to have a wedding. Um, if that was me, if I'm a guest, I'm taking off Thursday and Friday. All right, I'm not. I'm not well, that, that's the thing. Friday. Like, you know, some people might be willing to lose a day of work, right? Or depending how much vacation, sick time, or PTO, however your company, right, the organization you work for does it, right? You know, uh, and especially, you know, another thing we have to think of is when did she get this wedding invitation in the mail? Because all of this seemed to happen really quick, right? Now, unless she would have got that wedding invitation in the mail before she became She-Hulk. Which True, I think, I think it is, is. Is possible, yeah. which is why she probably wouldn't have hulked out at the time. Um, but... Yeah, so, like I said, you know, it, it sometimes it's easy to take a day off, right? Maybe you gotta, maybe you gotta travel up there Friday because the wedding is on a Saturday, um, you know, or especially if you're in the bridal party or a groomsman, um, you know, you might have to go up there for an extra day. But like I said, for Thursday, then if you have to travel for it, so now you either gotta leave after work Wednesday night, or possibly take Wednesday off of work. It's just weird and awkward. That's that's just weird. Yeah, so I was just re-watching that part on mute. And yeah, it seems to just do like a time skip, it looks like, without saying it's a time skip. So yeah, she probably got it a while ago, I guess, before She-Hulk. But what I thought was funny is, so this is kind of like, you know, Jen is almost approaching this like a reunion, I feel like, right? Where she's like, I'm She-Hulk now. I can go and be my confident self. I'm I'm confident with my She-Hulk now. I'm going to show everybody who I am. Uh, and she goes there and immediately Lulu's like, no She-Hulk at the wedding. Oh, I saw that coming from a mile <laughs> Me <away>. too. Like, <laughs> it makes sense, too. You don't want to be upstaged. Yeah, you, you are upstaging the bride on her day. I don't care who you are. Like, no, no, just no, not... Like, that might be the only time I might say I might go against She-Hulk if there was a fight because of Bridezilla. Uh, if you're going against them on their wedding day, that's not something I really think you should should mm -hmm. want to deal with. Yeah, if, if I'm on Lulu's side. But Lulu gets very weird with Jen where she's, like, ordering her around like a servant, right? <laughs> she's, like, having her, like, put stuff together that um, nobody else in the wedding party is doing while they're all drinking their champagne or whatever. Uh, so, so kind of sucks for Jen on, on that end. And then even she's a, she's a bad uh, wing woman, right? Like when she's talking to Joshua and she's just like, no, I need you to like do this. And he's going to go do this now uh, when they were kind of hitting it off. And she was, um, right before she started hitting it off with that guy, like Lulu is sad for her not to have a boyfriend and then kind of ruins the one chance she had with somebody at the wedding for a bit. Now, before we get too much into Titania and all of that, what are your thoughts on Josh or Joshua? Are you skeptical of this guy who is, seems very into Jen and not She-Hulk while... I'm thinking maybe there's an angle here where he might be part of the bad side uh, 
And because she was like humiliated at the court, right? With the uh, person saying like, no, I only like She-Hulk. If they're like, let's attack this from a different angle. Let's get a guy who is only in on Jen. And maybe he can get some of that DNA or something without needing her to Hulk out. Like, I wonder if there's a bad angle maybe, here with Josh. Maybe they're trying, if they, they figure if they try and get her, her blood or something as Jen instead of as She-Hulk. You know, it'll be easier. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. Uh, he seems a little too good to be true, just yeah. like the doctor guy. Uh, the doctor was just a jerk. That's why he was too good to be true. But uh, yeah, the, this this other guy, uh, I'm not feeling. I'm also not feeling. Uh, yeah, like you said, Lulu just something was weird about that too. Maybe that was the Titania effect, where all of a sudden she had her doing had her ironing and stuff and, and yeah. helping to pick like, yeah, no, like it, washing clothes or whatever it was like the groomsmen shirts. Yeah. They were iron. You're right. Ironing. Cause they were playing Mario Kart or something and got <laughs> wrinkled. Yeah. Like, you it, know no. how to play games, right? If you're wrinkling your shirt. Granted, uh, this is just me, but, uh, I, I probably would have walked up and left at that point. Oh yeah. I, I think I would have too. I, look, this is somebody that just I just got married a couple years ago. I was playing my nephew's 3DS right before I went down the aisle, all right, because he needed help catching a Pokemon. But anyway, I didn't get wrinkled. And I didn't put on my stuff until, like, I absolutely had to because I was worried about <laughs> wrinkling it or getting stuff on it. So the fact that they were already that far in advance and then we're still playing games and then needed, you know, like I would have been just rocking my uh, plain white tee playing the game until it was time to get ready to go and then start start getting ready. Add into the fact that if that didn't cause her to go at the, like I would have, I would definitely would have made a big scene because right at the wedding where they bring out her her groomsman that she's walking down the aisle with, the, uh, the dog there, yeah. that right there would have been enough for me to be like, you know what? Uh, I'm gone. The dog that is, uh, what, like super old, right? <laughs> yeah, it looked or... like a special needs dog or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I just, at that point, I would have been like, yep, you know what? That's it. Uh, I'm out. I, th- I find it funny, too, that, like, she wouldn't have known that ahead of time. You know, like, of course, it's for the comedy of the show. Because, like, again, when I was setting up my wedding, we everybody knew who they were walking with, like, well in advance. Was there no rehearsal, rehearsal dinner? It didn't look like a rehearsal that, here, right? That Jen didn't have to go to, like, and especially you, you think someone who is kind of as, as ritzy as as Lulu is, who is dated both the Twilight actors at some point, right? Um, yeah. There would have been at least a rehearsal, if not a rehearsal dinner. Um, you know, like, the, the, the first time all of that got together wouldn't have been right at the day of the wedding. Right, you know? right, right. She seems like the kind that would have been a huge bridezilla and would have wanted everything to be picture perfect. Definitely. Um, so then Titania appears. She is apparently dating one of Lulu's groomsmen. And uh, she's trying to egg like Jen on a bit. She wants 
the I, I feel like she's she <laughs> one she just kind of wants to fight Jen again as she Hulk, but I think also she's trying to hope that Jen will Hulk out and make things uh, a lot worse. And good on Jen for being able to resist this for hours uh, before she finally caves and uh, starts wrecking Titania. But it only happens when Jen is drunk and gets sucker punched by Titania and goes flying like, I don't know, 50, 60 yards back. The, the one thing I'll say is Jen actually did get over on Lulu. Uh, she did get her back because there's no way they're getting their deposit back for that place. Mm-mm. And uh, Not with they, the Hulk uh, stomp. <laughs> yes, and they probably owed a lot more. So between the bride and or the groom, uh, someone's got to pay for that. Yeah, Titania is going to pay for it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but probably not. End up being Jen at paying for that. No, probably not. It's going to be the bride or groom. Like, oh, yeah, and, but if I'm Lulu, I make Jen do that. I, mean, I told you not to She-Hulk out here, so you're, you you're know, paying this deposit. Uh, good luck with that. What's she gonna? She's not going to stand up to actual She-Hulk at that point. And then... That's true. She, yeah, she hugs her. She's, and then, well, not only that, but then what? She's going to try and actually take her to court? I don't know. I think you can approach it nicely before you have to take it legally. Like, I'd be like, you know, Jen, I feel like you should pay for this. And I, and Jen could say, I feel like you treated me like a piece of crap all weekend. That's so, true. So, uh, no. Like, be no. a lot of back and forth. Yeah, that that's, and that's thousands of dollars of damage. Like, that's not, that's, that's not a paltry sum of money there, so. Uh, yeah, so Titania attacks her, uh, she hawks out, um, and pretty much, uh, beats Titania to a pulp, almost, gets her teeth all ruined, uh, which were, I guess, veneers or something, she said, right? They were, like, fake teeth, I guess, or, um, and she storms off, uh, Titania. Not the last we'll see of her, I, I bet. Actually, I think it might be. Really? Um, we might see one... I, I think it. So it was good to get Jamila Jamil uh, as Titania. Um, but as sporadically as we've seen her, and we only have what, like three more episodes left? Yeah, three. Uh, we may see her once uh, once or twice, but I, I'd like. I think that was just a nice decoy of who the big bad for the season was. Um, another thing I thought of. I. I she did a fantastic job playing Titania. Um, and especially with like knowing that she's British and she she did a fantastic job with her accent. Yeah, the valley I not, girl. I, I just wasn't feeling that accent though. Like the more yeah. I the more I've been able to like see her and 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 see her on screen, I don't know. Um I kind of wish I I knew more about Titania, but I just, I don't know. She's not... As we've gotten more of her, I just really haven't been feeling her. So I don't know. She is not... uh, This version of Titania is not like the usual version of Titania. Like, she's not usually social media influencer, valley girl type, um, type person. Uh, So... This is a very unique take on her, which some people are digging and some people um, are not. 
Uh, I'm fine with the portrayal and everything, but I, I wish, like, if we do see her again, I hope she has something else to do. Um, and what I mean by that is I feel like we could end it here for her, but I think maybe an escalation of her trying to get payback, uh, really what it's been so far is just kind of like social media influencer and, uh, legal aspects of it. We got this one fight really this time, but I'm wondering, like, could she team up with the bad guys, which is, uh, the, you know, intelligentsia. Could does, she team up with them or something? I don't know. Does she have any actual powers? And what are her actual powers of Titania? Yeah, so what she is, and we kind of see this in the first episode when she breaks into the, the courtroom, uh, she has immense strength. And uh, she's been able to go up against, like, the thing and, you know, be able to uh, easily match him um that's really all it is it's really just like super strength at this point is really the only thing she's got which is why she was able to kind of take some she-hulk blows for a bit um durability and stamina as well as what it has here so i hear titania like <clears throat> might not be accurate but the first thing that comes in my head is like she turns the metal like yeah, I, I think they meant it more like I think they meant so, it more like a titan, you know, like a like big strong titan, but they made it Titania. That's the only thing I can get out of it. Um, I think the first Titania, um, yeah, that's what it's named after. St- strong as a titan. Um, she was also like a female wrestler at one point in comics like that's how she started i guess before she got powers or after she got powers, she became a wrestler um okay so anything else to talk about with the a plot the scene at the end again about uh the scientists that are spying on jen with josh and they got the new needle. Um, there's a few people I think it could be. I think it could be the guy that called her a specimen earlier um, on their blind date or tender date, whatever. And I also think it could be the Hulk villain, um, the leader. He's been announced to be in Captain America New World Order. He was originally an Incredible Hulk. Um, they kind of set him up there and never paid it off, so they're they're bringing him back. I think that they can bring him back for a little cameo here of him being the leader of not, not no pun intended for that. Um, him being the leader of the wrecking crew and this whole thing. And not sure if he'll, she'll ever go up against him in this, but kind of like a, the man behind the curtain type of thing. Those are my two suspects. Uh, I'm leaning towards it being somebody that we've seen in the show more than the leader because for some people, they're going to watch that and be like, okay, I saw Incredible Hulk in 2008. Like, who did I? Um, when if it they could... even saw Incredible Hulk. Right, that's true. Or it can loop back around to, oh, that's the guy she went on a date with, and I think that could hit more, because we've seen him a couple times now. We saw him in the law offices. 
And at first, when they showed Titania being the with the groomsman, I thought it was him as the groomsman at first until I rewound it. And I was like, oh, no. But I was like, wow, this guy's going to be everywhere. But we've seen him a couple times. I feel like that's the way I'm leaning. Um, yeah, we only got three episodes left about that. So I'm assuming we'll get some sort of payoff on that soon. Yeah, it's got to come at some point. But, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the wedding. I enjoyed the fact that she finally had enough. Um, I like the fact that because she was... Uh, so let me take a step back. I know they talked about how their body takes alcohol differently. So it takes a lot more for them to get drunk. But I was wondering at some point, is that only in Hulk form? Or is that in mm -hmm. the human form? And apparently it's only in Hulk form. Yeah, because she was still, uh, it, it, she, she had some performance anxiety, shall we say, uh, yeah. trying to turn into Hulk. Yeah, how do I do it again? No, yeah, they they tried to make it clear earlier. I think in episode two or three about the drinking thing when she gets fired. No, was it when she gets fired? Yeah, she was like so. drinking, and then she shrinks back to human form, and she's like smashed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think. Uh, and then when she's, you know, she's drunk puking and then immediately turns into Hulk. When she turns into She-Hulk, it's, uh, you know, no longer drunk. So, uh, yeah, seems to be only Hulk form that that happens for her. Also, quick note, uh, I like the attention to detail they had of she came to the wedding as She-Hulk. And she, you know, obviously the dress she had on was made and meant for She-Hulk. And then when she gets confronted, has to turn back into Jen. She now has to pick up and hold a bunch of her dress because the dress is mm. much, much bigger um, and doesn't really fit the same way, obviously. Oh, yeah, we got a reference to her super suit, too, at the beginning, right? Where um, Nikki uh, was asking about Nikki it. Nikki was asking, want to see it. And she's like, I'm never going to use it. And if you look back at trailers, it does show what it looks like. I just watched some more trailers back again. So I'm assuming that'll be part of it is eventually she comes to terms with she has to use it for some sort of reason and she you know puts it on for some reason and starts um i wonder what can catapult her to kind of finally be like you know what i do have to do some superhero stuff like I, that's what i really wonder is like if titania couldn't do it it's got to be with the wrecking crew and these uh whoever their leader is that makes her feel like I got to like step up and put this on and start um, doing more, doing more. Yeah. Also uh, the fact I'm also thinking we might see Bruce again, considering she, they kind of popped him back in there cause she gave him a phone call real quick uh, while she was at the wedding talking about, she hasn't heard from him in a while. Um, she left him a voicemail. Now I don't know if Bruce is able to get his voicemail uh, wherever he's at. Uh, probably well, if he not. could answer the phone call in the spaceship last time, I'm assuming he. Well, no, remember because then the phone went dead. Yeah, what did it go dead or did he hang up? I I, I dare to think it probably went dead, considering mm -hmm. like interstellar travel and you have to move at the speed of light in order to get to some of these places, right? You know, so I think at some point he probably went well outside of his signal range. So it's probably like one of those situations where. Get on a plane, put your phone in airplane mode, right? Okay, cool. 
Then as soon as you get off, as soon as you uh, as soon as you land, everybody turns their phone back on, and everything pops back up. I mean, I can't imagine there's a ton of people who are calling Bruce Banner, or who would have Bruce Banner's number yeah. that that are not intimately connected with him in some way. So I mean, I I can only imagine being maybe a handful of people, right? Um, but yeah, I, I like the fact that they kind of just touched on that. Kind of reminded us that hey, remember Hulk left for a while, right? Um, so, so I'm thinking we may see him towards the end of the series again. That might set something else up uh, for him down the road. I don't know. Okay, so we had uh, for the B plot, <clears throat> basically, it is all about Mallory uh, and Nikki working together for the first time. On a divorce case of the superhuman called Mr. Immortal. For people that don't know who that is, uh, he is a West Coast... Uh, he, his first appearance was West Coast Avengers. Volume 2, number 46, in July 1989. Created by John Byrne. And he is known as a Great Lakes Avenger. So he's been part of the Great Lake Avenger teams. He is... Wait a his power we're, set. We're setting Avengers up by reasons now? Is there like yeah, they have deep, West Coast Avengers. Is there like a Deep South Avengers? Is there a Florida? <laughs> no. And is there subgroups in that? Now do we have like the Florida Panhandle Avengers? And, and hey, Texas Texas is special, so they have to have their own Avengers in Texas. Yeah. Right? The Ranger Avengers. Uh, yeah, I think there was... I think there's only the three. The West Coast Avengers, Avengers, and Great Lakes Avengers. Um, Great Lake Avengers are not like a huge team uh like they're not very famous they have the name um, great lakes avengers that tells you what <laughs> level of superherodom they're on uh, here's their founding members flatman doorman big bertha dinosaur and leather boy uh that's their founding members so it gives you all you need to know really about the great lakes okay avengers. those are the kinds of dudes who might go to the guy in la or Great Lakes, they probably have a guy in Chicago who uh-huh. makes their superhuman suits. So those those sound like what I imagine, and this is going to sound horrible. Remember the old Saturday Night Live skits with uh, Dead Bears? The, yeah, yeah. The guys who look like Mike Dicka, the big fuzzy mustaches and things. Mm-hmm. Like That's what I picture these Great Lakes Avengers all look like. Yeah, I mean, what does Flatman do? I think he's like a plastic man type thing. Where, yeah, elasticity, just like Mister Fantastic. Um, that's that's what Flatman. What does Doorman do? Does he hold the door open for you as you walk? Through? <laughs> yeah, like, well, mid if they're from the Midwest, right? It's, it's all about manners. Um, his powers is teleporting people through solid walls. With his own body serving as a portal, which is why he's doorman. He is yeah, the doorway the, to other people. To something tells something tells me these uh, when these guys were made. Uh, whoever made them, there was probably a lot of drugs going on at that time. <laughs> and John Byrne made all of these in 1989. By the way, look, I, I hope not. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, if I had to guess, John might have had some some outside <laughs> stimulus that helped him come up with these things because the hell man like we could have just no um 
Oh, you know what this reminds me of? What was that movie with Ben Stiller? Oh, yeah, the uh, Mystery Men or whatever. Yeah, this this kind of makes me... This, <laughs> the, like, those have the... That's the kind of, like, Mystery Men thing. Like, if I... if. If all of a sudden you showed me a, a draw, if you shared your screen and you showed me Dane Cook is the waffler or something, I'd like I would say, okay, I bet, yeah, he probably fits in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Immortal is, uh, one thing I want to mention with him too is he is a uh, mutant with the power of immortality, which allows his body to regenerate from any injury, including ones that would kill ordinary humans. Um, Although injuries that are su- sufficiently traumatic appear to kill him at least initially, his regenerative power causes him to return to life in anywhere from 10 minutes to seconds. So that's, again, how he could probably be um, found as... Uh, and then come back 10 minutes, you know. Uh, okay, so... One thing I want to point out that is that he's a mutant. So we're we're getting some more mutants recently in here now that they have the rights to. Him. I'm assuming they maybe had. I don't know if they had the rights to Mister Immortal before the Fox deal, but okay. Let's, a mutant, but let's be realistic. Did anybody really want the rights to Mister Immortal before this? <laughs> I'm sure somebody wanted the rights to. Did they? Because uh, we have not heard. When was the last time you heard of Mister Immortal? Before I've heard of them. I, I wasn't too familiar with them, but I. When heard was of them. the last time you saw a movie or a comic or something with Mister Mortal in it before? To before this. Well, I mean, he's never in a movie, to my knowledge, right? Okay. But like, here's the thing: Sony is making all of these spider spinoffs with Madam Web and stuff that people don't know as well. So, um. Yep. So that was his live action debut. Was uh, She Hulk. And this, to me, this he is was another... being developed for a new Warriors TV series that was going to be on ABC or Freeform. It was going to be on Freeform in 2018. So they were working on. See, they wanted to get Mister Immortal in on something. So, to me, this is also another case of our laws not catching up because, uh, as we see, um. He has had many marriages. I think there were eight, something like seven or eight. Yeah. Um, that were alive. Ex, he, he's been around yeah. a while. Yeah. There's a total of like seven or eight ex-wives and an, and an ex-husband in there, right? Yeah. So that was probably, the ex-husband was probably more recent, but ex-wives and things in there. Okay. Uh, our laws haven't caught up because in theory... Uh, most of those probably should not be valid, but because he is superhuman and his, or he's a mutant, and he te- it's one of those weird things where he technically is dead, right? Like said, he dies for up to ten minutes and then comes back. Does that mean he can go get married again? Well, he's also doing this all under different names, right? So uh, I guess that causes an issue too. But it's it's one of those, like I said, the laws just haven't caught up with anything because, um, as Mallory points out, you know these women probably should be referring him for criminal charges. Um, yeah. Then once again, I'm starting to go down the weird rabbit hole. There's the aspect of depending how he died, if there was insurance payouts, 
Oh, uh, true, to, true. To to these these wives and his ex husband, uh, they they probably already got all this money, but now can it be forced to be paid back because there's fraud involved? Uh, these insurance companies going to want to press charges against him and or the spouses. Um, wh- he has a child. Does his child inherit any of his mutations? Mm-hmm. Does his child have any of their own mutations? Um, I don't know. So, so what did you think of the Nikki and Mallory pairing, though? Uh, I I thought it was a fun pair. Um, I, you know, we we kind of got to see a different side of Mallory last week, um, where she was befriending Jen a bit. This time she kind of is like, hey, Nikki, you're not so bad, you know, because Nikki is the one that has to kind of get everyone to agree. Because uh, once they were like, okay, you'll get the payout, then they're like, whoa, whoa, I was married to him for way longer than this person, right? And they start throwing fits about the time. And, and these are these are legitimate questions about yeah. how long each one was married, what each one should be entitled to, the fact that one has a child, uh, you know, one has this kid, and it was called a mistake, and then that caused some yeah. infighting, right? Yeah. Um, also, I, I, we did, but we didn't necessarily see a different side of Mallory. I think it's more of when she is at work, she is one way. She's mm-hmm. a very particular kind of person. She's very serious, very straightforward. Um, I like the fact that she keeps the same tone with Nikki for the most part. Like when she is at work, it's her case. She's in charge. Right, right. Um, she doesn't necessarily tell her to shut up. But at one point, like, you can tell her, like, nope, you, you don't talk here. Like, this is between me and him. And she's, like, I kind of sympathize with that because, uh, you know, I, when I'm at work, I'm pretty much more of a serious person. Like, okay, mm-hmm. here to work, do what I got to do. And I can't joke around a little bit, and there's some people I talk to, but for the most part, I just keep to myself. Um, so I kind of... I kind of like that about about Mallory that she's she's just very like when she's behind that desk when she is at work she has one way or not necessarily one way but she has she knows what her goal and her objective is and that's what she focuses on. And too, I think Nikki was like originally like kind of sitting by the window. She was further away, and Mallory's the one kind of like like come over here, like sit next to Mister Immortal, right? Like she kind of waved her over. Yeah, because she's got to take notes. Do what. I don't yeah. actually know what a paralegal does, so I don't want to. I don't want to, you know. I don't want to act like I do, or, you know, say, you know. But I'm, I'm guessing she might have to take notes for research and things, and, and, and various yeah. other things, right? But uh, yeah, she probably would need to get closer. But it might just be a different situation. Some people, and some, in some shows you've seen, some paralegals have sat behind clients. Some mm-hmm. sitting next to their attorney. So, you know, every I guess every attorney kind of has their own setup of where and how they want it. But then when Nikki starts asking questions or something, that's when Mallory's like, no, no, no. Yeah. You, you don't talk. <laughs> uh, well, so this is what I th- found interesting about the Mr. Immortal. So his, they found this out from a video displaying his powers leaked on a website called in- Intelligentsia. And then they later spend time on that website after the case is done. Uh, and wanted to find out stuff about She-Hulk or what they're saying about She-Hulk on there. And this is where they find tons of death threats and 
don't know, mean memes about She-Hulk, about like calling her dumb or whatever. Um, and Mallory says, you can't tell this to Jen, right? Like you, you can't let Jen know about this. And then we cut to Nikki driving home. And I knew this was going to be the punchline here where she's telling her all this. And then it's the voicemail, right? Like she hasn't actually, she's not actually talking to her on the phone. She's like, yeah, so call me back when you get this. And that's when we kind of cut to the scientists spying on her. But how do you think Jen is going to take this information? Uh, does Nikki know about the wrecking crew trying to beat her up? That's the kind of stuff I'm interested in finding out. Um, if she recognizes, oh, this might all be linked at a certain point. I think Nikki probably does. I mean, Nikki, her and Nikki are obviously very close. Um, so she, she's, known, she's known about it many other things so it, it she told her dad obviously but uh yeah i can i can see her telling uh nikki about the wrecking crew and she had to hulk out and beat up a bunch of people and things okay cool got it um i can see both sides to this of i can see mallory saying hey this is not something you really need to tell her about because it's going to be something that's on her mind constantly, right? Mallory's not as close with Jen. Um, they're just work colleagues. And she's coming at it from a different perspective. And she, she, like, I can see her point of view. Like, yeah, this is, if you sit here and tell her about this, like, it can cause more issues than it helps with. But this being uh, Nikki, I can 100% see her situation of like no i have to tell i have to tell her about this she's my best friend and you know yeah like i like there's no way i'm keeping this to myself um i also do like the fact that uh it took nikki to solve the whole mr uh immortal mr, mr. yeah mr Great Lakes, West Coast, there. <laughs> uh, his various cases, including stuff like 20 seconds of eye contact with an apology. A sincere and, and, apology, yes. <laughs> and, and, and the various things that that had to that had to happen. And this is a this is a case this is a good case of I have no doubt that Mallory is fantastic at what she does, right? And coming from legal aspects and various things, uh, she definitely seems like the kind of attorney I would want to hire. But Nikki has maybe more of a personal touch with some aspects. Mm -hmm. And being able to look and either talk to them or figure out the kind of person that each of them were and figure out what it is that would make each one happy and what it is that they would want out of this to make them all happy... That's not something that everyone can do. I think I told you about, uh, talked about this before when we were doing uh, the break room. Um, a lot of times when I was in the Army, we had commanders. Some commanders were great tacticians where they could, they could move things around on the battlefield and get you from point A to point B and come up with game plans depending on where the enemy was. That was unbelievable. But they were not good people. People. Mm -hmm. So if you came to them with a problem... Or they just couldn't interact with people very well. And then you had some that were the opposite. They were great with people and understanding and 
knew how to knew how to talk to each individual soldier that they had and what would make them tick and how to motivate everybody. But when you put them on the battlefield, eh, they weren't the best tactically, right? It's the Glenn Dina situation. <laughs> and then every now and then you get someone who kind of blend both of them together. Um, this this right here is kind of that situation of Mallory seems like the great legal mind and legal tactics person, mm-hmm. but Nikki is more connected into the world in some ways and is able to, to deal with other people to deal with people a lot better. Um, and the fact I didn't know that Mallory is, is married and has children. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Huh? I hate to say it. That kind of surprised me. Um, not that she is not an attractive woman and wouldn't be married or have kids, but unfortunately, as we know, some women have to make, uh, difficult choices when it comes to their careers. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as, uh, when they want to have kids or if they want to have kids or if they want to hold off until later. Um, because unfortunately that will set them back from their peers and it causes them to miss out on various things. Um, Mallory seems like the very driven and kind of professional that to me, it seemed, she seemed like the driven kind of person who would unfortunately make that choice that she would put those things off until she got to mm-hmm. a certain point in her career. Um, didn't see that coming. Glad to see it, though. Like, uh, I just thought it was very interesting. Even Nikki was kind of surprised that she was married and had kids. Yeah. And she was married like 12 years, she said, or something like that. Yeah, and th- that's what I found interesting is that... Uh, not, not so shocked that she's married. I guess shocked that, like... And, and I think that's why Nikki was sh- shocked is you hadn't shared any of that with us, right? We've been working together for a couple months now. You haven't been sharing that with us. And, you know, for some people that, again, it's like you said, it's I'm at work. I don't need to share that with you. I'm doing my job. Yeah, I can I can definitely see uh, Nick, Mallory being the kind of person who doesn't share her personal life or anything outside of work with anybody or if she does this with very few people. And in all fairness, uh, Jen and Nikki don't seem like her kind of people, so I could uh, I could definitely foresee uh, her not sharing much with them. Uh, I don't even, especially now that we know a little bit more about Pug, I could definitely see her not sharing much with Pug either. Yeah. Wait until you find out that's who she's married to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be... That would be a little surprising, but not necessarily so. I could see yeah. it. Yeah, I, I wonder. Um, you know, that made some people suspicious about her because she's, you know, just now sharing this with them. So some people are a little suspicious of her. I'm not too suspicious of of Mallory. I think she's just somebody that is uh, keeps to themselves. Uh, is how I would probably phrase that. Uh, as professional, doesn't like to share stuff. Um, She's about just her a, personal career, life. a career-driven person. Yeah, um, that's that's probably like first and foremost uh, to her. I would be interested to see what she does and enjoys for fun. Um, like the, like if this were a normal sitcom, to it would be interesting to see if they had a, a, an episode where they kind of focused on her and showed her life mm-hmm. outside of the law firm. I think would be interesting, even if it was just like a one-time episode thing where maybe only small things are brought up later. 
And then maybe you find out after watching that episode that maybe they kind of left some breadcrumbs here or there throughout the show that most people probably just wouldn't have picked up on. But yeah, I, I would I would definitely be interested in seeing uh, some more about Mallory. Yeah, and I think uh, to kind of start wrapping it up a bit here, I, what I really enjoy about this show is the fact that it feels the most like a normal TV show out of all of these. And um, I, I like the sitcom feel of it. You know, like I said, people were complaining about, oh, we get a standalone episode. This is what I miss about network TV. You know, we're at a point now where streaming shows, even if they're comedies, get about six to 10 episodes a season. And a lot of times it don't have like just a standalone fun episode. Um, I can see myself revisiting this episode just to have fun seeing She-Hulk at a wedding. But, you know, for some people, it's always, what's the next thing? Oh, what's the next thing? Oh, I want to know the next part of the story. But what I miss about, like, network TV is sometimes just having these, what people call filler. Um, I think it's not necessarily filler because we get some stuff at the end and we also get some character-driven stuff that helps. But I don't know. I think it's just fun. Like it's just fun to kind of have a TV show do this. I'd love a She-Hulk bottle episode. Yeah, just like where would you even set the bottle episode? Her apartment or like the GL uh, K and H? Maybe they're stuck in the. Maybe something happens. They're stuck in the law office. Yeah. Um, or like they're on a retreat. Like they the they take a law office retreat and uh, you know they end up with with. Somehow they're they're stuck out in the woods in the in you know or something mm-hmm. I don't know. Being the fact that She Hulk's involved, it kind of makes things difficult to have a bottle episode because not like yeah. they can just get trapped inside a building. Yeah, she'll right? just punch her way out. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like in general, like I think it would be you could do a lot with this show and with mm-hmm. these characters. Um, where let's say you 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 keep you know. You keep uh, a ten episode thing, right? Uh, you could have one or two of these episodes a season, where it's just they don't necessarily have an overarching. There's not an overarching thing that, or like we talked about, maybe they do like a three, three, and three, where there's mm-hmm. like a main, you know beginning, middle, end of a season that loosely ties together with each other. Um, you've echoed the same thing I said. This show has been fun from the beginning. And that's that's something I haven't seen in a lot of these shows so far. And it's not that the shows haven't been good, but they've all had their own different tone. And, you know, mm-hmm. WandaVision talked about dealing with grief. And it was Wanda's journey going from Wanda Maximoff to the Scarlet Witch. And Loki was just weird and fun. And I still love Alligator Loki. Um, and the <laughs> fact that the alligator they use is some dude's real emotional support alligator named Wally. Um, he took him to an amusement park in Philly, I think. Well, water park up there not that long ago. Oh, really? Story. Yeah, like he sleeps with this alligator. But anyway, um, but just these little, like, each each show has had its own separate tone. And for this one to just kind of be fun and loose and a kind of like an 80s or 90s type sitcom. Mm-hmm. And you know we look. We even had uh, her her cousin. See, 
this episode probably could have been used maybe before the other ones where her cousin was brought back up, you know, so now we know her, her cousin. It's a DJ. Not a good DJ, but he's a DJ. <laughs> but it's a wedding DJ, so as long as everyone has fun, right? The Incredit Hulk or whatever, right? Incredit Ched Hulk or something. Um, right? So, like, they could have used this before he decided to bust in her house to get her to sign a bunch of stuff from Titania so we wouldn't have forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, and just si- silly things like seeing Jen kind of drunk, dancing the night away, having fun, not having to worry about things. It was good to see. All right, yeah. So, uh, do any Easter eggs or anything that you found that you want uh, to share? There was a note in this one um, that leads to some more free comics. It was on the the, the car that Mister Immortal Immortal yeah um, falls on. I do like, uh, like I said, Lulu calling out the fact that she dated both of the. Uh, both of the stars, or uh, two of the male leads from uh, the Twilight series, which ruined mm-hmm. vampires and werewolves, but that's beside the point. Um, one of the things I saw on the uh, BuzzFeed thing, uh, Nikki's notes. Apparently, like when she's talking, when she's taking notes and writes down intelligentsia, um, there apparently there was a jazz funeral in New Orleans for. Mr. Immortal. Um, really? Yeah. It says she needs to get pictures of that, so I would definitely like to see that. <laughs> um, uh, there, there wasn't really much uh, from the BuzzFeed arc I saw for Easter eggs other than that, but um, still pretty good, though. All right, yeah, if you want to reach out to us with anything you found or uh, any sort of feedback, you can reach us on Twitter at TOInfinitySaga. Uh, you can reach us on Facebook.com slash, uh, if I can locate it, uh, Infinity Saga Beyond, or you can email us MarvelPlusRecaps at gmail.com. Hope everyone has a great rest of our week, and we'll catch you next time for Episode 7 as we are two-thirds of the way through. She-Hulk, and uh, look forward to breaking down the last third.